welcome to episode 136 of The Lab. I'm your host, Brad Barton. This is the last episode in a series on lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences. If you'd like to catch the other episodes, you can find them by visiting thelabwithbrad.com. Today, we are going to talk about wake-induced lucid dreaming, or wild I do not want to pretend to knowledge I don't possess, so let me start by saying that I haven't spent much time playing with this particular phenomenon. I had heard about it because I was looking at out-of-body experiences and lucid dreams in general. In the earlier episodes on lucid dreaming, I discussed methods of realizing you are dreaming while you are dreaming. Those methods involve doing so from the sleep state. It's possible to go directly from a waking state into a dream state without a break in consciousness and without being confused about which state you are in. It has happened to me from time to time, mostly when I was trying to have an out-of-body experience. As I said, the wake-induced lucid dream state hasn't caught my attention. An out-of-body experience seems to be a kind of wake-induced lucid dream. Before recording this episode, I did a little research. I was surprised to find how many methods on wake-induced lucid dreams mention the state of sleep paralysis. Many of them seem to suggest that you must reach sleep paralysis before having a wake-induced lucid dream. From the few times it's happened to me, that's not true. If you want to step out of body, then getting to a state of sleep paralysis is a first step. If you're just after a lucid dream, you don't need to reach that strange and somewhat disturbing state. Otherwise, the methods are just about the same. I should mention that it's possible to have an out-of-body experience without feeling your body vibrating and buzzing. It's just those vibrations are very common, especially the first few times it happens. The trick is to keep your mind awake while your body falls asleep. Falling asleep is not too difficult. Remaining aware as you fall asleep is tricky. It helps to have something to do with your mind while you're waiting for sleep to start. It helps to have whatever you're doing remind you of what your goal is. You might try going, one, I am dreaming, two, I am dreaming, three, I am dreaming, and so forth. You might simply repeat to yourself, I will dream, or some small mantra that allows you to keep your focus, but also allows you to remain mentally relaxed. Those methods which suggest you start with sleep paralysis say that you should hold perfectly still and relax your body as much as possible. The trouble with that is that if someone tells you to hold perfectly still, you actually tend to tense up. If your nose itches, you can scratch it. If you feel uncomfortable and you need to roll over, go ahead and roll over. 
it is all about the mental balancing act. Anything that makes you concentrate too strongly will interfere with your ability to fall asleep. And if you let go too much, you will fall asleep and lose your sense of awareness. I'm not sure what the advantage to going into a lucid dream from a waking state is, especially if you're not particularly interested in out-of-body experiences. From some of the things I've read, the authors suggest that you'll be able to reach into a dream that you have decided upon ahead of time. In my experience, slipping into a dream state from the waking state still involves that wall of forgetfulness. It can be a very strange sensation. There's a moment when you sort of fall away from where you are, and even who you are. And if your mind reaches to remember something from the recent past, including what your intentions are, you might find that there's nothing there. That part of your memory is offline. That can even frighten you if you're not expecting it. Still, the wall of forgetfulness is thinner, especially if you use some sort of reminder of what your goal is. It can keep your intention in the part of your memory that remains online, rather than somewhere in your long-term memory, which is difficult to access as you drift off into sleep. With either wake-induced lucid dreams, or out-of-body experiences, or even various forms of meditation, you're going to find that things that normally do not disturb you while you're falling asleep become disturbing. Very quiet sounds can startle you greatly. Minor sensations can loom very large. The only way past this is discipline and practice. Another thing that helps you keep your intention is to sort of saturate your mind with what you intend to do. One way to do this is to read articles, watch videos, or listen to podcasts about lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences. Doing that for a few days can leave your mind sort of saturated with the idea of what you want to try to do. This makes it more available when you reach that part of the process where memory becomes chancy. On the show page, which you can find by visiting thelabwithbrad.com, I have links to a couple of YouTube videos I found by someone who I think has really been there. If you want to saturate your mind, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes on these topics, and you can follow those links. While you're at it, you can certainly Google wake-induced lucid dreams and find some other methods for inducing the state. Something I noticed that seems sort of odd to me, something that doesn't quite match my own experience, is that those authors who believe you need sleep paralysis in order to have a wake-induced lucid dream talk about starting with sleep paralysis and then using hypnagogic imagery. Dreams and dreamlets. In my experience, it's the other way around. You use hypnagogic imagery in order to cause sleep paralysis, or awake-induced lucid dream, or any number of other meditative states. Perhaps one of those techniques would work better for you than the ones I've used. The only way to find out 
is to try. I'll see you next time. <laughs>